this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to a big Disney at Play podcast. Wow. If I hadn't noticed an hour prior to receiving the news on this, that April Fool's, Day's, April Fool's Day was still a week away, I would have thought I was in some sort of prank. But despite a major pandemic, and the fact that the Disneyland Resort has not even been open for a year, I was blown away, surprised completely, as Disney officials made a major announcement that could rock the entire Disneyland Resort, taking it to another entirely new level. This includes massive expansions in terms of lands, rides, and attractions to Disneyland and Disney California uh, in spaces that extend away from the parks currently. It also includes a complete resort, shopping, and dining experience occupying what was the Toy Story parking lot south of the parks. This plus a new parking lot being added, at least one, this post and podcast brings you an in-depth look at what is being considered and what may not be so obvious. Make no mistake, this expansion may be almost as massive as the 2001 edition of Disney's uh, California Adventure, Downtown Disney, and Disney's Grand California Resort and Spa combined. So, be sure you check out our Disney at Work post because they, there you will see some um, conceptual drawings made by Disney as well as uh, some maps which have not been really shown in a lot of media but is part of their websites and so I'll, I'll share that with you. We want to start with, I mean there is really two sections of this. One is an entirely unique Western revision of, of land that is west of Disneyland and Disney California Adventure surrounding the Disneyland Hotel and Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. Let's talk about that first and then we'll talk about everything on the east side, which is a whole new kind of entertainment offering. The first is uh, very confusing because one looks at it and says, is this park enlargement? Or could this be a new park? Images and diagrams definitely show a park enlargement plan. To that end, the LA Times stated in its article, quote, Disney officials emphasize that they have no plans to ask for any public funding to support the project and do not envision adding a third theme park to the resort. That said, there is nothing on their website that states that. And all indications show they want to keep their options open. What they have said specifically when in their fact page when adding a new theme park is, quote, we are not announcing any future projects at this time. Currently, we are focused on meeting with the community to explain Disneyland Ford. Disneyland Ford is the title they have given to this whole massive expansion and and of course it's two words combined to one because that seems to make it more fancy and working with the city of anaheim to review and ultimately approve the project 
these updated approvals are necessary as they will allow us to explore new integrated and immersive experiences that could include adding new theme park attractions without having to remove and replace treasured rides and attractions, end of quote. So <laughs> there's a lot packed in that statement. <laughs> Part of it is true that there are some existing rides and attractions um, that the, you don't want to lose what makes, you don't want to lose Pirates of the Caribbean. You don't want to lose Incredicoaster. You don't want to lose Soren. You want to keep adding new attractions and rides. It's always been about that. Um, so how do you do that? Well, you add a new piece of real estate to those parks that you haven't had before. And frankly, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure doesn't have a lot of real estate. So this presents an option for creating that real estate. That said and done, all that doesn't mean it's locked in that way. So let's go back again and let's look at, um, you know, as again, Walt said, everything we may have here may be revised time and time again before it becomes a reality. And I believe that is going to definitely be the case here. But looking at what they're offering right now is worthy of attention. Um, so let's look at this in greater depth. First of all, as shown, new lands with attractions and all that would be involved would be added to Disneyland and to Disney California Adventure that are way beyond their current berms. First off, there would be walkways over Disneyland Drive that would connect these new additions back to the parks. And they are shown in their drawings. Disneyland's walkway appears from illustration. Again, all of these are subject to change, but Disneyland's walkway would likely occur around the Frontierland train station and consume what has been downtown Disney parking. So think about the Frontierland train station at, um, at uh, Magic Kingdom and how you go underneath it to get into the queues for um, for uh, 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 Splash Mountain there. This same kind of thing could occur. You could go underneath that. There are utilities, uh, coolers, I believe, uh, behind all that, but those could be moved. Those things can go away to something else. So that's not entirely difficult. A bridge could happen over Disneyland um, over um, Disneyland Drive, which is the road that separates Disneyland and Disney California Adventure from the Disneyland Hotel, from all the parking structures, from Paradise Pier Hotel. Um, remember, there's already a walkway that extends in downtown Disney that kind of separates the two. So it takes you from the downtown Disney part that has World of Disney, it extend, currently extends over that walkway. You don't see the road below it, but it extends over that walkway and to where AMC Movie Theaters and ESPN has been and Rainforest Cafe has been and where the monorail station is. That's an important centerpiece of this. I'll come back to that in a minute. As for Disney California Adventure, the same thing would happen with them. A walkway would extend from what seems to be... Um, the end of Incredicoaster um, and then um, space around Paradise Pier 
and leading up to the Disneyland Hotel. Actually, more space would be dedicated to new lands and additions for Disney California Adventure than would space allocated for new lands and additions for Disneyland. That's that's actually a good thing because Disney California Adventure has always been a much smaller park than Disneyland. And, and Disneyland has been able to extend already outside of its berm with things like Toontown and Galaxy's Edge. So, so the balance of that, if you were to do that, is actually pretty smart. Um, and there are enough new park additions that, however, from the two, if you were to take the two and combine them, you would actually have enough new park additions that would nearly constitute a new park in and of itself. It would be the size of Disneyland on opening day or Disney Grand, uh, Disney California Adventure on opening day. If you were to run something that started from the parking lot structure all the way past Disneyland Hotel, wrapping around Paradise Pier and all the way down to Catella, you could conceivably make almost a theme park. That's why I'm a little, I'm a little interested that they seem to not they seem to have verbally said it to the LA Times, but I don't see it on their website. But that said and done, let's just consider for a moment that that's truly what they're going to do. They're just going to extend out, which honestly is kind of what there was a big rumor going around a couple of years ago that Tokyo Disney would open a third uh, park. And yet what they ended up doing was adding a big new hotel and a thing called Disney Fantasy Springs, which extended Tokyo Disney Sea, which is already a massive and it's and it's kind of an appendage to that park. Um, but in it, they were going to have three major lands that I'll talk about in a moment. So and they address these lands in this proposal. So. I, I mention this because that concept of adding appendages to a land rather than a new park isn't a new concept. It is actually what Tokyo Disney is doing. And the one thing that makes Tokyo Disney the same as the Disneyland Resort is they're out of space. Space is tight. So, so maybe they are truly looking to do appendages to those two parks rather than a new third park. But if you were to look at it as a whole, you could conceivably do a third park park and it would not be an unreasonable thing all that's said and done um, a new additional um, new promenade would be located in the area around the Disneyland monorail station that has been the Disneyland hotel monorail station and would occupy the former space of AMC movie theater ESPN and Rainforest Cafe that whole area I think the Lego store is also there this would make downtown Disney smaller in size. Although there could be shops and restaurants attached to that looking closely at the diagram. In fact, what I notice is, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me just simply say that downtown Disneyland, downtown Disney might conceivably look smaller as a result of this. Um, what is happening is in the same way there's a promenade where you go one direction, you enter Disneyland, you, you go in another direction and enter Disney California Adventure. The same thing would repeat itself here where this space was at the monorail station. You could have a separate ticket entrance now going off to attractions 
on the Disneyland side and to attractions on um, the uh, the um, Disney California Adventure side. So this would make the whole flow of experience completely different. Guests could conceivably go in and Main Street, make a ride on Tomorrowland, curve through Fantasyland, um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, come through Frontierland, Adventureland into New Orleans Square, and then just simply move on across the way to the additions um, that would be on the other side of Disneyland Drive, and then exit on that end of, of Disney California Adventure. At the same time, they could also do the same thing in reverse. At, on the on the Disney Grand Calif uh, Disney California Adventure side, you could literally go in through these new lands, then come out across the Disneyland Drive right into Pixar Pier. From there, move on into Radiator Springs, into the new uh, Marvel's uh, Avengers Campus, into into the rest and and an exit eventually out of. Um, out of uh, Buena Vista Street. So it could go either way. It means that new entrances and exits would exist that are as almost as prominent as the actual entrance and exits that exist. And that they would be facing in a promenade similar to how they face on the other side, which is all a very, very interesting, very interesting concept. Um, I should mention that plans for the new DVC addition to the Disneyland Hotel still look to be intact on both the map that we show as well as the illustrations that we show. What Disneyland has done on their website is they have referenced major additions as kind of a taster test. Wouldn't you love to see attractions like these, Toy Story Land, Tron, um, coaster, Zootopia, and then Tokyo Disney Sea's Fantasy Springs editions. Now, let me walk through all of those um, separately. But they're basically saying, we're doing all these new cool rides and attractions and all these other parks. Wouldn't you like them to see, come to Disneyland? That is the carrot. That is the weenie at the end of the stick that is getting people to buy into what they are asking the city of Anaheim to do. Um, and so this is this is the big stuff here. So they talk about things like Toy Story Land, like in, they don't say Hong Kong Disneyland or Disneyland Paris. They say Toy Story Land, like in Disney's Hollywood Studios, um, which are, or, but, or, or, nor do they mention the Shanghai one either. They talk about the Toy Story Land like in Disney's Hollywood. They get down to um, Woody's Lunchbox as a descriptor or something. Wouldn't that be fun to have Woody's Lunchbox? They talk about the Tron attraction like at Shanghai Disney and Magic Kingdom. They talk about the Zootopia attraction, which is currently under construction in Shanghai Disneyland. And then they talk about in a big way, Tokyo Disney Sea Fantasy Springs Edition. Now, I just mentioned this. This is an addendum to Tokyo Disney Sea, but what it includes is three themed lands based on Tangled, Peter Pan, and Frozen, each of which um, have individual rides and attractions, shopping, dining, the whole nine yards. This is, this is, these, this is a massive expansion to Tokyo Disney Sea. 
And they're kind of throwing that out there. Wouldn't you love to see things like this? Now, when you study the map, which is subject to change, there are considerable rides and attractions mapped out. It's very cool. In some ways, I could almost maybe see Toy Story Land on the Disneyland side. I could also see on the California side something that represents or similar to Fantasy Springs editions of Peter Pan and Frozen. But already I see discrepancies between the outline map and the rendering. There are already changes being made. And so what is interesting is, and I, I don't see um, a Tron-like coaster appearing on the map. I don't see anything that looks quite like Zootopia, so I couldn't tell you whether Zootopia is coming to California Adventure or to Disneyland. By the way, I haven't seen anything that says... You see, I, you can add any of these elements over to the Disneyland side, and it would be okay. But Disney California Adventure still has kind of a theme around it based on California... And it's not part of the discussion or dialogue here. So I don't see how it's, I don't see how California is represented in any of these editions. What I do see is an extensive, extensive use of mountain and rock work. I mean, stand, I, more rock work than Cadillac uh, Canyon and the, and uh, Batu. Um, combined. There is a lot of rock work. And why? Because you're going to have to hide major hotels and parking lot structures and neighborhoods and the like. And so I, and this, this makes this very expensive when you start adding those things as ways of hiding attractions and blocking out um, nearby facilities. So, um, so all of this really is incredibly cool. A little on the side of vague, because any number of things, who knows? You may just get some other themes represented here um, that have not even been mentioned. What they're trying to say is, look, if we're going to had more rise in attractions, either you've got to change the rules of how we zone all this, or we got to take away things you really, 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 really love. In truth, I'm not quite buying on that. And the reason is, is because while Disneyland and Disney California Adventure is really landlocked, there is no discussion given here to areas needing significant help, like Tomorrowland or Hollywoodland Backlot, or Hollywoodland for all that matters. And really, there is very little that's functioning in Hollywoodland other than the theater and the art of animation. The Monsters Incorporated ride is there, but really, one could give or take it. And all the other things are in flux. So there's still space at Disney California Adventure. Oh, by the way, we haven't gone over to the um, part of, um, uh, is it Paradise, what is it called? Not uh, Paradise, 
Cove, the portion where you have Goofy's Sky School, that mouse-like ride, all that could be ripped out and other things done in that area. So you do have space and nobody's nobody loves that Goofy ride. So there's still room there. On the Disneyland side, Bob Iger had ad admitted like two or three years ago, yeah, we're not putting Star Wars in Tomorrowland. We have other plans for Tomorrowland. Well, they couldn't come soon enough because really you've got a carousel of progress building that has not been used meaningfully since America Sings. And there you could conceivably like Tokyo has done. They ripped out their Autopia and put something else. Now it's more problematic at Disneyland because you rip out the Finding Nemo subs. But could something go on top of the subs? And what about the lake area portion that included the boat ride? There's stuff that still could be used at Disneyland. And honestly, before you go building across, you ought to be doing something to those spaces. Oh, and also behind the Videopolis Theater stage, which um, has had a great show. That show ended apparently, but there could be stuff back there too. So there's still space in all this is what I'm trying to say. Um, so I'm a little, uh, there's a little bit of me that's saying, hmm, are you sure that's what you're going to do, that you're going to make an addition and not a separate park? There's also another reason why I think a separate park could still be on the line. But to do that, we have to move to the other side of the property because there are some other massive additions. And in fact, these additions have been kind of shadowed in all the podcasts and po not podcasts, not in all the podcasts, because I think I'm the first one out on a podcast on this. But in terms of posts and articles that have been written, most of the emphasis has been given toward what I've described. Meanwhile, there are other major major changes. Um, shadowed in the above announcements is a major resort, shopping, dining, and entertainment district that should not be discounted. This um, will occupy what has um, been the Toy Story parking area between Catella and Harbor Boulevard. It will also require that an additional parking structure be put in place in another area north of this space east of Disneyland. This this has been a controversial parking structure. I'll talk about the controversy in a minute. But let me share some interesting highlights of the whole. First of all, the property sits nearly adjacent. I say nearly in, in italics. It's not a it's across the street kind of. Is it a walk of a couple of blocks? Definitely. But still it is very adjacent to the Anaheim Convention Center. Remember, the Universal out here is putting its new park near, not the other Universal parks, but near the Convention Center. You want to take advantage of that business. People who come out at the end of the day at four or five in the afternoon, they don't have, they don't wanna pay for a ticket to come to um, the Disney parks because there's not enough time left in the day but they want to do something, they want to go do a little shopping, a little entertainment, a little dining. This could be that place. So it's a very smart move in that regard, I think. Um, especially 
um, because there are a lot of hotels that could feed into this area, the Marriott, Sheraton, Hilton, all uh, would benefit from this fairly adjacent space. Not mentioned or shown though, is the need for an overpass or a way for guests to move between this space and the convention center. Could that be part of the permissions they kind of need in this? Um, I rather think so. Also adjacent to the space on the north is the Anaheim Garden Walk. This is a hit and miss space. It's got um, a Cheesecake Factory, which is really good. And it's got some other interesting shops and so forth. But it's also very much on the decline for something that's fairly new. Um, and what's noticeable about the diagrams and, and uh, renderings is that there's really no effort here to combine or merge these spaces. If I were the city of Anaheim, I'd be saying you can get, you can have permission to do this, but you got to feed between the two because people, guests do want to move between those two spaces. Disney doesn't. They want to keep their space on prop, their people on, their guests on property. That's understandable, but it might be a f f thing I would be, I, it would, might be something I would be using to get that space from going down under. The facility itself in the Toy Story lot is half resort and half entertainment district, meaning entertainment, dining, shopping. On the resort side, I think this would be ideal to offer C-suite style accommodations for those attending conferences. They don't want to be in a traditional hotel. They want to be in something nice. I could see offering something really nice here for people, for executives who want to come. I also see, I don't know that I noted in my notes, but it'd be crazy not to have some C-suite style meeting and convention space within, within the same property. Nothing big, but something there for people to meet in boardrooms and that type of thing to hold those kind of more intimate sessions. Also interesting is you could probably offer DVC options in the resort space that is separated from the larger hotel space um, that's how it shows on the map. You have a resort space and then you have another resort space, but there's space between the two. They're not connected. Could that be a DVC option? Also, there are smaller bungalow structures, which kind of around the lake there, which also suggests possibly a DVC style accommodation, similar to Disney's Wilderness Lodge and Disney's Polynesian Resort. Could that be a possibility? It just seems like there's some, some opportunities that are there. Um, interestingly, that on their site, they compared the entertainment district specifically to Disney Springs. They even showcase a, a, a artist rendering of Jock Lindsay's hangar. Um, I think that's interesting that they're trying to mirror that because Disney Springs is a mirror of downtown Disney. So I find that, I find it cyclical how one has come to um, be the inspiration for the other. There are two parking lot structures in this Toy Story lot. Remember, parking was the purpose of the Toy Story lot. But in this case, one would be for guests visiting the shopping dining experience. Plus, probably in my guess, it would have take care of the cast members parking uh, for that facility. Another seems to be dedicated to resort guests staying at the hotel. So that's how they've mapped it out. Now, the one interesting thing, and you see this on the aerial diagram, not in the artist rendering, 
The artist's rendering shows a large space, but there's nothing really unique about it. It looks like a large shopping space, which it could be because it's on the right side. And by the way, this <laughs> the space is on the right side of the promenade. Going back to those Disney editions, they were large spaces too. So you're going to clearly have major gift shops on the exit that could service both those in the park and outside the park. It looks like kind of a, a combo thing. But at any rate, coming back to this space, there is one space on the map that is pink rather than purple. The purple represents dining, entertainment, uh, shopping. Um, but the pink represents new park attractions. Everything... Um, Everything is pink up in this area that's west of the of Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Here you have this little pink dot, pink space dedicated. Now, could this be something like um, the virtual reality activities, a separate ticket event like the NBA experience, like the Disney Quest once was? Could it be something like that? Yes, it could. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to get flexibility on all of their spaces. Allow us to decide whether we're going to put in attractions, whether we're going to put in um, hotels, whether we're going to put in shopping or dining. That's the one thing. That's the only thing major. That is the major focus of Disney is to give Disney the right to make that choice it's a little bit like somebody deciding um in a shopping mall where they want to put the big stores and the small stores or where they want to put the entertainment disney kind of wants that but hear what I, hear me out if they had permission to do any and all of this in toy story land just like they did in the western half could they conceivably turn around and propose a theme park there as opposed to up north? Again, Disneyland's just looking for the flexibility. By the way, what we haven't talked about is this parking lot structure that is east. Now, to make that parking lot structure work, and they're going to need that because they will have to have something to replace the Toy Story lots, right? Disney needs to include a pedestrian bridge with upgraded entrance accessibility for hotels and businesses located along Harbor Boulevard. This has been controversial for businesses along Harbor. It's easier to put those pedestrian bridges along Disneyland Drive because what they do is they dip the road down. But you can't dip the road down along Harbor Boulevard without impacting the actual um, hotels that, and, and businesses that sit on Harbor Boulevard. So you got to make that pedestrian bridge high, up, up high, which means then you've got to have your folks um, go across Harbor Boulevard, which is fine for those in the parking lot structure. But what about those who are in the businesses or hotels along um, Harbor Boulevard? Do they now have to go up in order to go across and down. That's not a really hard thing to ask for. The problem was Disneyland was wanting to put security way back at that parking lot structure. 
Um, I think the compromise here is Disneyland's going to have to keep that security back where it's at currently, which is just close to the promenade as you come to Disneyland, Disneyland California, Disney California Adventure, and do make no greater expectation than to please go up these escalators and elevators to the pedestrian bridge. And I think businesses will go with that. And I think the city will go with that because it frankly is a safety issue. The number of people who are cutting across Harbor Boulevard on the road. Well, what else to cover? Here's a couple of things. What Disney primarily wants is flexibility in zoning laws. That is the big thing. They were determined as different neighborhoods in the 90s when they got ready to build Disney California Adventure and the Grand California and so forth in downtown Disney. They're wanting to say, look, can we have more flexibility in how we do this? That's the focus they're trying to put. In order to add more rides and attractions, which looks like additions to the parks, not a whole new park. Now, to me, if I'm the city of Anaheim, I, I shouldn't care whether it's a new park or additions. But, but Disney probably wants to think about the flexibility before they announce what they will do because, again, the city could come in and say, yeah, we're going to put an extra tax on that third theme park or something of that nature. So, again, Disney just wants... Disney has made a lot of accommodations. Remember, they took out a problematic uh, hotel being built on the east side because it had been moved and the city of Anaheim thought it was so Disney right before the pandemic said, look, we're not going to, we're going to end this project. We're not going to do this project. So therefore, um, forgive us of this, you know, let's be better neighbors. Then they've allowed this space to go through the pandemic. And now they've reemerged at the end of it saying, here's what we do want. We don't want money. And that's important here. I don't think I've said that enough yet. They are not asking for tax revenues. They have made that abundantly clear. We're not asking for tax revenues. We just want flexibility in zoning laws. Now that's said and done, there is a second thing that Disney will probably want, and that is transportation and pedestrian support improvements. Who pays for those pedestrian bridges? Who pays for the access ramp that will be needed to get off of the freeway and go into that parking lot structure that they're wanting to build. What if we have to mow down a hotel to get to it or whatever? What, you know, they probably want some, some support on those issues as well. And the city of Anaheim is going to want a ramp just the same way that on the north side, a ramp comes in and comes right completely into the big parking lot structures, the Mickey and Friends and Pixar Pals parking lot structures. Disneyland is going to want something similar. Probably the city of Anaheim will want to. There'll probably be some discussion about who pays for that. But, um, but what Disney primarily wants right now, they're only focusing on one thing, flexibility and zoning laws. Um, so then that leaves the question, how will future acquisitions, because Disney's always shopping for a used hotel, a motel on Catella or Harbor, something somebody's given up, they want to add, they'll buy as much space as they can. Will this flexibility be fact, allow them to, to be factored into additional future acquisitions? Um, 
Again, Disneyland is emphasized, re-emphasized, it wants no public funding involved. Disneyland has a challenge. It has a history. They did this thing where it was a competitive bid they built out. They decided to pitch the idea of a Westcott for the Disneyland Resort. But then they pitched this idea of a Disney Sea at Long Beach. And they got both cities to kind of go into a competitive bid with each other to see what they could get out of the city, what tax exemptions and amenities and so forth they could get out of each city. I don't think they ever intended to go with Long Beach, even though they had the Queen Mary and they had space there. I don't think they ever intended to go with Long Beach. I think they just wanted to get Anaheim to give them the best deal possible. And that's how Disney did business in the 90s under the Eisner era. Do I think they're, go they're going to try to do a competitive bid and try to do something similar with another city in a SoCal location? I don't think that's going to happen here. But what happened after they chose the city of Anaheim is that they did a bait and switch. They dumped the Westcott idea, which was a pretty impressive theme park concept, and they put in Disney California Adventure, which when it opened um, was, in, in the words of John Hench, he liked it better when it was a parking lot. So it's been proved a lot and so forth. It could be improved greater with these additions, but could Disney do a bait and switch? And make these not additional lands, but make it into an entire park. Disney might even get rid of something like the Paradise Pier Hotel. Or reinvigorate that to be part of a theme park. Just to create an entire third park. So don't think the third park picture is out of, out of the picture. Um, they have said, and I'll go back to my earlier quotation, which is on the post. They have said... Um, when answering the question, will there be a new park, third park, these updated approvals are necessary as they allow us to explore new integrated and immersive experiences that could include adding new theme parks and attractions without having to remove and replace treasured rides and attractions. They never said in that question, no, we will not put a third theme park. They are just asking for the flexibility to do whatever they may. So consider that reality. Now, all that's said and done, the Anaheim Mayor, Mayor uh, Harry Sidhu has apparently been briefed on the plan. Um, he apparently has said that he is supportive of Disney's efforts and look forward to seeing the detailed project make its way through the city's approval process, which sounds like just the detailing of this project will go through till about 23, 2023. So this is, this is, this is a long time in coming. This is a more like a 10-year plan out than a, a four or five-year plan. A big message in all of this is Disney is emphasizing that it's a good neighbor. This is good for the economy. We are doing good things. We are conservation-minded. All those messages are out on their website for this. No cost estimates are given for this project. But if they did, what I think they would do on throughout the entire resort... I think it would come to somewhere between three to five billion, depending on the detail level of effort they put to it. It's a massive, massive 
project. Meanwhile, <laughs> Disneyland still needs to reopen, which they have announced for April 30th. Um, wow, it is mind-blowing and head-spinning. The announcements they are making, and yet <laughs> we just haven't even seen the parks reopen. It is so, it's so crazy. But that is, that is how I'm seeing all of this play out. And once you know, when you are subscribed to our podcast, you are going to hear things and read things on our posts that I think you can only get here. I offer some very, it's maybe my 50 years of loving all things Disney. It may be that I grew up on Disneyland on the West Coast, but live now in Walt Disney World. It may be because I worked for the Walt Disney Company, but I see things from unique vantage points and, and I share them with, with people on our posts and podcasts. So please subscribe to both and please make sure that you get the word when they come out because we have so much to offer. Moreover, we provide what is our Patreon site. It's called the Wayfinder Society, you know, kind of like Moana, Wayfinder. Um, and it is intended to bring even more new insights to existing Disney attractions uh, throughout, whether it is just increasing your knowledge of different fan, uh, attractions you love, like Flight of Passage or Pirates of the Caribbean, whether you are looking for best in business insights that we give on our disneyatwork.com site you definitely want to join the wayfinder society you're not just going to get a podcast we don't just give out podcasts in advance what we do is give interactive experiences that you can only have through the wayfinder society so please uh, check out that site and join us because there's so much more we have to share Thank you for being part of this podcast today. We've got a lot more to cover, obviously, as this uh, from Disneyland reopening out to whatever becomes of all of these newly announced adventures. It is, as they say, Pixar Pier. Uh, life is an adventure out there. So um, make sure that you join us be with us in the meantime always follow the compass of your heart have a great day we'll see you real soon